0: Where for the first time I listen to my intuition without I, without me having to know why. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck Podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously, period's just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know it's a lot, I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website, and with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. So today, we are going to be talking about intuition, and I'm going to kind of be sharing um my journey with connecting to my intuition because I've never actually shared this with you guys before so I figured that it would be a good idea and uh, what I actually did and I'm going to do this more often whenever it's appropriate for an episode is in my behind the scenes bubble which is think of it like the vibiest fucking membership ever it's really just like a group thread that I have with those of you that pay $10 a month and you get more access to me than Instagram. So I do Q and A's in there. I put in here like a, a question thread for the intuition episode. And then you guys left a bunch of questions for me so I can answer them for you. So like you guys are getting a little bit more of me than what you get on Instagram. And that value exchange also just means that you guys are going to actually receive more in return. Um, than even, even if I posted the exact same content, you would actually receive more in the group because you're more invested in it, if that makes sense. Versus on Instagram, you don't even fucking read people's shit. You just like flick through stories and you don't even like look at it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't even register in your brain. Um, so if you are not in that bubble, I would do that just because I like even yesterday, so we got all of our um we got I got all of my latest photo shoot pictures back and we did a studio shoot and it was a fucking vibe, the studio. And I got all the pictures back and I actually just videoed me going through them on the behind the scenes bubble and actually showed you guys like little things that you wouldn't know if like I put it on my Instagram, but like certain things you need to do with like your body or I showed the difference in lighting between two pictures or just little different things. Um, and everyone was like, I love that you like went into that detail because it's so fascinating to see that like the slightest change here actually makes the biggest difference and like your body looks very different on camera to what it does in real life and like you actually need to know how to kind of manipulate it to get the right look if that makes sense anyway so you can go in there if you want to but for those of you that uh, left comments on my um my intuition thing on the in the group I am going to answer them so I'm firstly going to give you guys a bit of a background of just my kind of story with my intuition and connecting to it. And then we will dive in for the episode. Okay. So I was always a very intuitive child. I'm the first child, by the way, I've got a little brother and a little sister. And I didn't know when I was younger that I was intuitive. I just thought, I always kind of had this weird thing of like, am I like I would make up in my head, like, oh, I'm talking to God because I wouldn't know who I was talking to. I'd get really confused. And I don't think I ever asked my parents, I can't remember. And I haven't even asked them this question anyway. I don't think I ever asked them like, do you guys like hear things? Um, but they were very good at always, um, kind of allowing us to express ourselves in whatever way that looked like. So, A lot of people, their intuition gets shut down because um, their parents essentially can just be like, no, that's weird. Like stop having an invisible friend, blah, blah, blah. And so they then deem their intuition as being bad and wrong. So they like suppress it. I don't believe that happened to me. Um, nothing that I can remember. And uh, I've asked my parents and they never, they never really gave a fuck about the weird shit that I did. Cause I've always, I was always a bit of a weird, weird kid anyway. So, um, I was always very intuitive and I would always, whenever I was on the toilet, I would feel, and also not on the toilet, but I, I always get my downloads, not always, but I get a lot of downloads on the toilet. It's just like a thing for me. If you've followed me for a while, I've talked about this before, like I get my downloads on the loo as one thing's coming out and other things coming in. <laughs> anyway, so I used to always think that I was like talking to God or something because I would be having this conversation through my mind and I would hear things but it wasn't like a ego conversation. It wasn't like, you're not enough. You're a bad person. Like it wasn't those kind of thoughts. It was like, you know, we should go and do this today. If you do this, then this is going to happen. And it's okay. Like everything's actually going to work out. You need to do blah, blah, blah. Like it was just this like guidance that I constantly would hear and it would be very specific. Um, and I couldn't like tie it to anything. Anyway, um, recently I remembered a memory where I'm um, where I, I'm pretty sure it was the morning of 9-11. So for those of you that don't know, I actually grew up in New York. Um, we lived in the city, we lived up Upper West Side, and then we moved up to Scarsdale, which is like... Um, out of the city. It's about a 35 minute drive when it's like not really heavy traffic um, out of the city, like past the Bronx up near Westchester, if you know that area. Anyway, so we lived there for um, quite a few years after mum basically got sick of having three kids in the city, in the snow and in the boiling hot, which is understandable. Um, So we moved up there and The morning of 9-11, the memory is that I'm very sure it's the morning of 9-11, and I have this feeling like something bad was going to happen that day, and I didn't want dad to go to work, and I was a daddy's little fucking girl to a whole other extreme, and I asked my mom about this, and I I said to her, I was like, do you remember this morning, like the morning of 9-11? She remembers the whole day very, very clearly. I don't actually remember the day very clearly at all. They did a very good job of protecting us from it. I just remember a kid at school drawing me airplanes that were like exploding and me not understanding what happened. Anyway, <clears throat> so um, yeah, I asked mum whether she remembers this morning where I was screaming and crying for dad not to go to work. And she was like, babe, that was every fucking morning. I was like, okay. She's like, so I can't remember whether it was that morning as well. Um, anyway but for some reason that day he actually drove his car into the city so he never would drive into the city he would always um take the train and that's what you, most people would do that, that live out of the city they would train into the city because the traffic is just so fucking bad that like you don't drive into the city but anyway for some reason that day and even as he tells a story he's like yeah I don't even know why I drove that day but for some reason I was like I'm gonna drive to work so he drove to work, and the only reason that he was able to get out of the city was because of the car, because they actually shut the subway down um, because they were worried that there was going to be um, there was going to be an explosion in the subway. So the subway was shut down when the 9-11 attack happened. Anyway, so um, he was able to get out of the city. So that morning, I remember that happening, where I was screaming and crying for Dad not to go to work, um, and I actually had this funny feeling, my intuition has this funny feeling that that was the day that i shut my intuition down because 9/11 happened and i obviously got so scared of the fact that like oh my god i knew this was going to happen in a weird sense like i didn't know that like two planes like you know a plane was going to hit a building it was more like that i just like knew something bad was going to happen anyway so i'm actually thinking that's maybe when i shut my intuition down but i also know that i think i shut my intuition down because i used to get all these bad dreams so I used to have two reoccurring nightmares and I can bring one of them on um, if I, if my body is going into a state of kind of like panicky, not panicky, like, um, like, uh, like a, what's the word? Like I'm kind of going into this state of like very deep, like I'm losing my senses is how I describe it. I can even get it when I'm getting a massage. I don't have to be in a, in a scary situation. I can get it when I'm packing a suitcase. I can get it when I'm getting a massage. Um, I can get it if I'm getting a little bit dizzy, um, for, for any reason really. And it's not like a trauma thing. What it actually is is a past life thing. So yeah, I used to have this dream all the time when I was younger and I actually can't explain the first dream at all. It's like this weird thing where I'm in a room and the room is like so big, but also like very claustrophobic and it's closing in and there's like a lock on a suitcase. And I would always ask my parents about, about it and I couldn't describe it to them. And they were always just very like unsure of it because they were like, dad's never like, you know, packed a suitcase and threatened to leave. Like none of like mom or dad never like split up at any point so they could never understand what this dream was about but it would cause me to have sleep paralysis and not be able to like speak and I would you know that thing where you get where you um are like screaming but nothing's coming out and it's just it's like a, a state of full fucking panic when you're asleep that's what would happen so anyway um that was a dream that I shut down I don't know when it stopped happening but it stopped for about I would say like seven or eight years and then um when I actually moved out uh when, when I moved to um, no I wasn't moving I was packing up for a big trip to Europe and Aspen I think it are two separate trips whatever it was sometime in 2019 I was packing oh yeah I was packing my suitcases to move to America but I was going to Aspen first before I went to um New York anyway so I was packing my suitcase and I knew that I was leaving Sydney and I was going to be moving out of the apartment and all that jazz. And I actually, it came up again with my eyes open. So long story short, I, um, went to my healer at the time and, um, no, I went to a psychic. I, I, I had, I had been very, very like, "Mm, I don't know about psychics. And, um, I went to one that I was recommended to and, um, she described everything about me perfectly she knew nothing about me anyway and she said to me she's like you are so psychic do you know that and i was like no i don't think i am and she was like do you ever hear voices or like have a lot of dialogue in your head where you feel like you're having a conversation with somebody and I was like, um, yes. And that's when I was like, oh my God, like that's the thing I've had in my head for the longest amount of time. And I didn't know that I was like psychic. I, I, at this point, when this when I found this out, I knew that I was intuitive, but I didn't fully know that I was very psychic anyway and you know I'd been doing like card pullings and everything like that so I knew that I had I had built my intuition back up but I didn't know that I was very psychic anyway so saw her told her kind of about the dream and she actually was able to see the dream and then she was like this is past life you need to go to a past life healer my healer at the time she could do past life regression with me so we did it there and that's and me going to see a psychic is what actually gave me permission to open that all back up um, and so then I allowed myself to actually have this dialogue and be really psychic. And from then on, I have continued to develop my my psychic abilities. Um, and we all have psychic abilities. So I continue to develop them. And they are very, very strong where people will kind of be like, I dated a guy once actually at the end of um 2019, at the beginning, at the beginning of 2020. And he was very open to all this stuff. And he was curious. He's like, okay, can you like, do a psychic thing on me, like read me. And this is in the beginning of us dating. And I was like, sure. So one night he was back at his hotel and I was at mine. And I just said like, you just need to like, you know, say out loud that you give me permission, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So he said that out loud. And, um, I started was, yeah, I think it was via text. It wasn't, I don't think he was with me with me when I was doing it. I think it was via text anyway. Um, and I started channeling and telling him all these things. And he actually told me to fucking stop. He was like, stop. I don't like stop. And he was so freaked out. He's like, how do you know this stuff? I'm like, I don't know. It just like came through. And that was the, that was a moment where I was like, fuck, like I am so fucking psychic. Anyway. And I didn't really know this fucking dude. You know what I mean? It was like fucking two dates in or something. So, um, then from then on I've just continued to develop it for like clients and I you know I used to do back when I had more time to do like one-off things um when my schedule wasn't so like um tight with clients and I wasn't so strict on like you know me needing off time and you know blah blah blah. I would um I would have you know one-off psychic readings and they were really powerful and I did love 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 doing them and I still love doing them and I definitely this year have just kind of gotten looped I've gotten very very sidetracked to be really honest I've gotten very fucking sidetracked with my move to New York the fact that I had to leave London go to Mexico for like three months of this year it was very no for about five months of the year I was very like ungrounded and so I didn't have the capacity to be doing really anything witchy Um, you know I was a month in Tulum I was in two different houses in Tulum I then went to Colorado and skied there. And I think I stayed in three different houses in Colorado. So a lot of moving. Then I came to New York, stayed in one hotel for a week, then moved to another hotel for like two months. And I was trying to find an apartment and just, there was just so much going on. Once I got my apartment, it was like empty for so long. And we're trying to get all the furniture. And honestly, the furniture in the apartment has been this long process. We're still doing shit. Like I'm still with my designer, like fucking doing curtains or doing this. Or doing it's just been like on fucking going it takes, it takes a solid year. I would say to like really settle into a place, even just going through my Amex bill. I'm like, what the fuck is all this shit that I'm ordering? But it's just like, it's just house stuff, you know, it's like containers for this or like baskets here or like blah, 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 like painting this anyway. Um, so I, I did it by a painting of Amazon. Don't worry, but you know what I mean? I've just been like all these miscellaneous things that still need doing. So I would say for the last kind of like eight months, it's I haven't really been into my witchy stuff and I wrote about this in the last issue of the magazine where you're allowed to go through these spiritual seasons and it just didn't feel in alignment for me to sit down and cast spells for the last eight months and that's totally fine I've been doing all of my spiritual practices in different ways Um, I haven't been any I haven't felt any less intuitive it's just that I haven't been sitting down casting spells pulling tarot cards Um, but now as I'm getting more grounded, I'm getting back into it and it feels fucking good. And I I've come back into this season. like, you don't want to be pushing into doing something for the sake of doing it. It's got to feel right. So I I wrote about all that in the last issue of unedited. If you want to listen to it, uh, read it. It's issue 12. Um, anyway, so the October issue of 2021. So, um, that's kind of my journey with my intuition It's just kind of gotten stronger and stronger and I've and I've gone through those phases guys where I haven't listened to my intuition learned my fucking lesson and then listened to it I even there was one really big moment um last year I was going to it on a trip with to Paris um with someone at the time that I was seeing and I was going to leave on Friday I think it was and he was going to leave Saturday morning because of a work thing um and I just had this insane fucking feeling that came over me on Friday when I was meant to leave and catch the train of like I cannot get on this fucking train like do not fucking go and it wasn't don't go to Paris it was don't go today and I there was no reason that and that's the hard thing and I love this over time though so I was able to listen to it but what can be really challenging with your intuition is when you don't understand the reason when you're like there's no logical reason like it's fucking fine get on the train you're fine. You're just being nervous. You're being fucking anxious. Like we just gaslight ourselves. We gaslight our intuition. Anyway, long story short, I was waiting on this, and, and it seems this might seem superficial, but actually the meaning is bigger than, than this. So I was waiting on this package from um, a brand of clothing and swimwear because I needed it for my trip to then go to Saint-Tropez after Paris. It was like bikinis, some cover-ups X, Y, and Z and like I bought it especially for this trip and I was going to be really upset if I didn't have this. Oh and it had two dresses in it as well for Paris and I really really wanted these outfits and if you're in a woman like you understand like an outfit can like honestly make or break a fucking trip anyway. <laughs> anyway and so I really wanted these outfits and he had said Um, If it gets delivered to your house before I leave, like I can go and pick it up if you're already in Paris, no problemo. Of course, though, the problem was for some reason there was like the wrong label on it or something that they'd put on it. So it was stuck in customs because London has these stupid fucking custom rules. I was in London at the time. This is last year when I was living there. Anyway, I feel like I'm going to do another life update podcast. It's been a while, like a full just story. Anyway, so I then had to phone the company. I was so stressed out. Where the fuck's my stuff? It's at the customs house. I Apparently, I had to go and get it and pick it up and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't have time to go out there and get it. Anyway, Long story short, my driver couldn't do it, so I actually had to just get an Uber. Get this, the fucking Uber driver. Um, oh yeah. So by the way, I cancelled the plane ticket, the, the train ticket, because you can just train from London to Paris, and moved it to the next day, because I was like, my intuition is saying no, and there's a reason. And then I was, and then I realized this whole package debacle, and I was like, this is why I'm obviously having to stay to sort this out. Anyway, I get an Uber driver, and I was like, I'm just gonna have to trust this fucking Uber driver. I get the Uber driver and message him to go and run this errand for me. And get this, he actually used to work at FedEx or UPS or it must've been FedEx. I think it was FedEx. He used to work at FedEx or whatever the place was, UPS. Um, So he knows everybody in the office, like in the, in the head, in the um, customs warehouse place, wherever he had to go. And I was like, what the fuck? That is an uncanny coincidence or not a coincidence at all. Anyway, so he's like, yes, I'll absolutely do this Monica. So he goes there, picks it up. He waits for like half an hour for them to find it for them to like give it to him blah 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 I pay over the phone and he brings it to me um to my house in Battersea and I was just like this man is fucking amazing anyway thank you man love you guys so then I got the parcel and it was like 7 p.m at night at this point and once I'd gotten this parcel that was then sorted and I was like okay now I'm ready to go and the trip was amazing everything was perfect blah 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 Uh, I actually know I did sleep through my fucking alarm the next day. Thank God. This is why you have a driver because they phone you and phone you and phone you and they wait outside, they wait outside. And I slept through my alarm somehow. You know how sometimes you like are in such a deep sleep that you press stop without knowing and you turn your alarm off and you haven't registered that your alarm's gone off. That's what happened. Anyway trip was amazing, la, la, la. And that was an example and like a a standout example for me where for the first time I listened to my intuition without, without me having to know why, because for too many times I would get this intuitive nudge. I would not listen to it. And then I would find out later the reason why. And it's, we're humans. We, We do this to ourselves and it's okay because you have to keep learning a lesson until you learn the lesson. Right? So for a lot of us, and you may be included, you keep doing this to yourself When you got an intuitive nudge, you didn't listen to it and then you found out fucking what happened. It, that the reason why you didn't listen to it and then you go, oh my God, why didn't I listen? Blah, blah, blah. You can just write down what the feeling was and then what happened so that you can keep teaching yourself this. This was the first time that I actually listened to my intuition without needing to know why. Where people would be like, why aren't you going to Paris today? And it was just like, I just have this feeling. Like, I don't know why I'm not going, but I cannot go. Everything in my body is telling me not to fucking go. And maybe you even remember seeing it on my Instagram story because I talked about it. Um, And so now when I have this intuitive feeling, I will listen to it even if I don't know why. And that is hard. But the more that you practice... Listening to your intuition, the easier this gets and it's an active, it's a practice and it's a habit of surrendering and letting go of your brain's need to be in control and understand what's going on, why things are happening, blah, 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 kind of thing. And that fear of missing out, we have this stupid fucking fear of missing out because we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust in like our path, if that makes sense. So that's kind of my story of my um, intuition and I really got into all of the witchy stuff, um, I would say about a year and a half ago, I can't even remember what like triggered me to get into it, but I started just like reading about it and it was a slow journey and I really found that this was the one thing that allowed that taught me and taught my body to surrender and to let go. And really doing spells and everything like that, you're just, using more of mother earth and more of nature and the elements to supercharge your manifestation. So when you are manifesting something, you're using like your energy, your power to call that thing in. When you add in extra elements, what you're doing is you're like supercharging your manifestations, if that makes sense, to help add oomph and energy to the fucking thing that you want to like magnetize it in faster. That's what the spells are the spells that i do fucking saved me last year in in lockdown i honestly feel like if i didn't have like have those tools and have learned how to do tarot and spells and everything like that i honestly think that I would have gone stark raving mad and being in lockdown for like 10 months in London so if you feel like oh my god that's fucking me I'm the biggest overthinker I stress about everything I cannot surrender I do the manifesting but I don't trust that it's happening you might actually want to get my program which we wisdom because that used to be me where I would like journal stuff down but I didn't fully think it was going to happen then when I started casting spells I was like oh it's definitely happening because like spells fucking work and it just like I kept doing my spells and seeing that they would work so they were like it was it was almost like I was kind of physically doing something for my manifestations helped me to kind of outsource my my um, attachment a little bit and it would be like outsourcing my control like giving my control more to the universe to help me to let go and surrender which in turn helps the manifestation come to life if that makes sense so i'm gonna answer some of these questions so amy asked where did you start did it just come naturally that you started diving deep or or did you start diving deep into it so i kind of already answered that i think um, Ocean, love this. Thank you. I was wondering if you have any tips for staying grounded when bringing more spirituality slash witchiness into your life. I find I can lose myself in it at times. Yeah. So the groundedness, so that you don't go off with the fucking pixies, is your like inner masculine, your fire. It's that ability to be like, I'm fucking human. It's your humanness combined with your spirituality. Now. I have a birth chart of 50, 50. So I am like a fucking split of like 50% spiritual, 50% human. Like it's a very, very clear split for me. I've got a lot of Capricorn and my personality is just to be like very fucking real. So um, that helps me to stay grounded. And that is definitely a power of mine where I can do all this witchiness stuff, but not get lost in it. And the way to not get lost in it is don't make it your whole fucking life. It's a portion of your life it's not your whole life if you like don't just do spells when you don't want to take action like take the fucking action and do the spells the spells are there as like the cherry on top but the fucking cupcake is you taking the action if that makes sense oh butter's taking my slipper and walked off with it Um, so make sure that you are taking action every day and being your human self, that you're being in your body, right? So you're exercising, you're going out with your girlfriends, you're having fun, you're dancing until the wee hours of the morning. Those things are going to keep you grounded in your humanness. And then you also can balance that and blend that with doing this, the witchiness stuff. Are there any specific spiritual practices, this is from Liv, are there any specific spiritual practices that you use and any in particular if you want to level up or focus on bringing a specific manifestation to fruition? So the spiritual practices that I find the most powerful and beneficial, and I'm going to say for like where probably you guys are at, now I just say something and then I get it, which I talked about in like the last module of MM Level 2 like the most recent one that we recorded. Um, But for probably where most of you guys are at, it's going to be where I was at kind of like last year in 2019, um, where I really needed help in feeling like the manifestations were going to work and to help and help. I needed something else to help me level up um and that was casting spells. So some people like to do baths. Some people I honestly just find the flowers they get really fucking annoying in the bathtub. I don't want to clean them, lol. Um some people do spells, some people do bath rituals, some people do like burning ceremonies, some people do like plant medicine, whatever it is. I like spells. I like candle magic. Um and the reason for that is just that it's fucking easy. It's tidy. <laughs> it's I'm human. It's fucking tidy. Um, it's easy. It's fast. And I find the act of blowing out the candle like a very, it's done. I don't know why it works for me. The key thing though, with you embodying your inner witch and getting into any witchiness is that it has to work for you. And I harp on about this so much in Witch women Wisdom. That program is very in depth and there is like a shitload in there. Because I do every, t- I do like all the types of magic. So I've got candle magic in there, I've got herb magic, I've got elixirs, I've got bath rituals and bath spells. I've got it all because I want you to figure out which works best for you. For some people that have done it, like bath rituals are like their jam, and candle stuff, I'm like, they're like, it's too much. And that's fine, they don't relate to it. I'm different. Like I relate to like easy, simple, quick, done, tidy, like blah. I don't want to have to clean my bathtub. You know what I mean? That is too much effort. And therefore I won't do it. Sitting down, lighting a candle, opening a circle and casting a spell and then closing the circle, boom, done, the end is easy and simple for me. So Liv, do a spiritual practice that feels the best for you. The spiritual practices that I love the most um, and especially for like kind of probably where most of you guys are at is going to be Spells. It's going to be visualization practices. It's going to be um, like any full moon rituals where like you're writing it down, burning at the end. Um, and I do love some blood magic. So using your period blood. Sorry, men, if this is disgusting to listen to. Using your period blood, infusing it with your manifestation and pouring it in a garden. I don't obviously have a garden in my, on my veranda in New York, but I do have plants. So I just pour it in there. All our butter and jelly then want to get in there and dig because they can smell it. And that's fucking disgusting. So I might need to work something else out because <laughs> I'm getting a bit grossed out by them wanting to go and just like dig their face into it. Um, okay. Okay. Next one. Mel. Thanks, Monica. Okay. Welcome. Why do you think some people are naturally drawn to spirituality and some not? Also, okay. I'm going to answer that question first. So I think that everybody is drawn. It's just about maybe when they're drawn in their life. um, And we're all on different paths. That's all. But you ought to remember that everybody, like spirituality is like is just a sort of faith it's a type of faith right at the end of the day whether you are into christianity whether you follow that whether it's spirituality whether it's hinduism whether it's whatever it's faith it's believing that there is some other power that it's going to support you um so some people are drawn to spirituality some people are drawn to god some people are drawn to whatever it doesn't matter um I, so I actually was raised uh, Christian. My dad was my dad's Anglican, mum's Catholic. Mum's now really spiritual. No one really fucking goes to church, but um, you know it was the quote unquote. But I don't do that. It was the quote unquote right thing to do. So I went to an Anglican school and I went to a Catholic school. Um, I couldn't even fucking tell you the difference. All I know is that they ram religion down your throat and you are a bad bitch if you don't do it and you're gonna go to hell and blah blah. blah. So the, I was just always very like, I just questioned things a lot and I've always had this ability, which is obviously why I'm very good at my job and why I do this work. I've always had this ability to be like, nah, fuck that. Like, just fuck that. It doesn't relate to me. I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. So I just like wouldn't do things that I didn't like doing basically anyway. So with all like the religious study class that we had to do and like going to church and blah, blah, blah for like school stuff. I, what I did relate to was there being a higher power. I knew there was something else that would like, jelly. I mean, butter, butter, please stop chewing that. Please, please, please. Hey, no, the basket is not a toy. Um, I did always feel like there was a higher power, but I just was like, it's not like in this way. It's not that, you are going to go to heaven or hell. It's not that you have to ask for forgiveness. Like that like that stuff does not sit right in my body. And if it does for you, that's totally fine. This is just like my personal experience. The whole thing of like, you know, you have to ask Jesus or God or Christ. I don't understand the difference, to be honest. Um, uh, For forgiveness, I'm like, or like go to the church and then like go to church and then ask the priest or whatever, like do that confession thing. I'm like, what the fuck like i'm like in my mind you don't have to ask for forgiveness you never done anything like on like low scale shit like if you've murdered someone ask for fucking forgiveness maybe but like low scale things if you like made like made a mistake like maybe you slept with a dude that you were like and eh, probably shouldn't have slept with him or you slept with a fucking chick that you probably shouldn't have slept with whatever like in christianity you have to go to the church and like ask for forgiveness and to me i'm like you haven't done anything wrong, that's your journey, you had to learn, you don't need to, You, in my mind, you don't need to ask for forgiveness, in my mind, that's part of your journey, because if you didn't do that, you wouldn't have learned this thing, you wouldn't have embodied this new thing, or like feeling, or whatever, or realized a boundary to then go forward with, so um, I just think, that some people are drawn to spirituality because that's just what relates to them it just is what feels right i think some people are drawn to god or christianity or catholicism or whatever or Ang- Ang- anglicanism I, I don't know what that one is I, can't, I don't know what the right word is but being anglican um because maybe that's what feels good for them it's, it's really just about what feels good when it comes to faith that's it because it's it's all one in the same like the bottom line is all the same with faith stuff Um, okay. Other question was, do you believe anyone can be psychic slash in tune or are we born with predisposition? So excited and grateful for this podcast. Okay. So I 1000% believe that every single person is intuitive and can be psychic. So I believe intuition and psychic are slightly different things. Um, intuition is like gut feeling, (coughs) excuse me. Intuition is gut feeling. It's like this inner knowing, and like something is just kind of like telling you right psychic is you seeing the future kind of thing right or you knowing things about people like without without them having to tell anything it's not really like a feeling it's like it's like you get these downloads about like he lost his mom when he was five years old this this happened when you close your eyes and channel him that is psychic anyway I think everyone can actually be psychic because we are all spiritual beings living in a human body. We are all intuitive. There is nobody that's not intuitive, because we all have this gut feeling, this intuition. Um, majority of people just suppress it via either them kind of being shamed for like whatever reasons when they were younger, if they if they showed some intuitive um, personality traits. Is that the right word, personality? They they showed some intuitive habits or whatever. Um, But then a lot of people also, they just continuously are handing over their power to somebody else or something else that they lose their own intuition, if that makes sense. So whether it's handing it over to a god even, like I don't hand my power to the universe. I have my power. The universe guides me. That's something else that never related to me of like you give yourself to God. I'm like, uh no. Pretty sure he, he fucking put me here to like live my fucking life and I am me. I don't have to give him anything. Um, because that would not be unconditional love. Do you know what I mean? And if you're claiming unconditional love, I don't have to give him shit. He just loves me the end. Goodbye. Um, so I don't believe in giving if you if you no, sorry, rewind. If you give yourself to someone else or something else, like a drug or You know the government or whatever and you're constantly giving away your power and what I mean by that is that you let other people make a decision for you 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 create your truth because of what other people say not what feels right to you that constant giving away your power is what makes you lose trust in your own knowing and your own body and your own intuition okay that's why people lose it okay Georgia have you ever had a past life regression session yet can you talk about it I had one last week and I was a witch in the 17th century Blah blah blah. It was because I was practicing witchcraft and not following religion. I'd love to hear about your past lives. So I've had quite a few past lives. Definitely was a witch in a past life. I I know that I've lost a baby in a past life. I know that I was buried um, alive in a past life. What were some other ones? Um, I know that I was like a Snow Queen in a past life. Maybe that's why I love snow so much. Um, and others. Oh, oh, I know that I in a past life was in a relationship with a man that I was in a relationship with in this life we had two past lives together one past life he died in the war when I was pregnant the second past life he I was drowning and he couldn't swim to save me and the baby I was also pregnant in the second one um and it was funny because like his whole thing was like he couldn't be enough for me, like, kind of thing. And it was like he could never protect me um, because of his job and everything. And so I was like, anyway, whatever. That was one of the past lives. I've had a lot of past lives, um, which is why I'm always like people always say you're an old soul and why I feel like I just know so much without me understanding where it comes from like when people are like how do you know so much I'm like I don't even fucking know I just like say things they just like come out of my mouth and I'm like oh that was really good like you guys have probably heard me say it before on the podcast or if you've been in one of my programs I'll say something and I'm like damn that was a fucking chicken I write that write that down and that just like comes through it's just channeled through a lot of what I know I didn't actually learn from like a book or a course I just like know it if that makes sense Anyway, um, so the one thing I will say about past life regressions that I really want to make sure that you guys understand is that you should not have a past life regression before you have done this life's healing work. Now, obviously, we always have we always have healing work to do, but like the majority of it. And this is a mistake that a lot of people can make because it's like trendy to have a past life regression. Um, I personally also don't like going to get a past life regression where somebody else tells me what happened. Because I that again, that's giving away your power. The best past life regressions are when you see it yourself. So when I do a past life regression with a client, they are going through their past life. I take them back to the past life and they're seeing it for themselves. I'm not telling them what's happening. They're telling me what's happening. Because that means they're experiencing it and we can also clear anything in that past life that 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 is blocking them in this life. Um, and then their experience, yeah, that's way more powerful than somebody else telling you what happened. So that's a really key thing. Please make sure that you are experiencing your past life. And number two, that you've done this, you know, you've healed this life's shit before you go back and do a past life stuff. That's really important for various reasons. The only time that there is an exception to that is when, is when you cannot heal this life stuff because a past life thing is causing you so much trauma in this life. That's, I've had that happen to about two clients in the hundreds of clients that I've had. I've probably had around 600 clients go through my group programs and one-on-one and xyz not like the little self-paced courses they're not included and i've literally had two clients that have done that so that i've had to do that for so that is a very very rare case that that will happen so just make sure of that those two things okay sip of tea hold on okay melt. Um, I thought of something else. Cool. If we have things to work through and we're going to do Queen Alchemy, can slash, should we do a past life regression before doing Queen Alchemy? I guess that answers it. No, don't do that. Um, yeah, I'm supposed to have a regression in Feb, but don't want to aggregate the trauma. Yeah, definitely don't have past life regressions before you've done any work with me. I mean, if you have, whatever, it's not a big deal, but like, don't, now that you listen to this, don't go and do it. Okay, Um, next question, last question is um, my question would be around any doubts that might have come up once you were on the journey, if that makes sense. Um, I'm going to assume what you're asking, Alicia, is like doubts about your intuition. So once I like got really intuitive, so I would say the only doubts that I have is when my ego creeps in of like, wait, what the fuck was the reason for that? Like I can't figure it out. And that's where, again, you have to take time out of it. Let's say, for example, last week I didn't do something because my intuition was telling me. We're just using an example. I've got no context for this. I didn't do something because my intuition was like, don't do this. Or I had this gut feeling it wasn't right. So I was like, okay, we're just going to like not do that anymore. So I stopped doing it. And then like, I still don't, and like this week I'm like, why did I stop doing that? I still don't have a reason. I still haven't gotten any reasons for it, blah, blah, blah. And I get frustrated and frustrated and frustrated well, what I'm doing is I'm putting time in the equation. I'm like, well, it's been a week. Why don't I fucking have it? Why don't I know? But sometimes it can take you fucking years to know the reason. You may never know the reason because you never got yourself in a troubled situation that you could have walked into. Like, okay, let's use an example. Let's say I was meant to go down. I was meant to go, I don't know, fuck. I was meant to go on this trip. Well, us use this. I was meant to go on a trip. And for some reason, my intuition was like, you have to fucking cancel it. And I don't know why. And it's been a week, still don't know fucking why. No one's fucking, there's been no explosions in that city. So I'm like, what's going on? Right. I, I need something dramatic to happen for me to be like, okay, validated. Well, um, not actually, but this is just an example. Anyway, so this time is going by and I'm like, why did I not go? I wish I, w- I could have gone. It could have been really fun. FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. But then for all I know, if I went, like, if I went to that, that city, I could have, you know, gotten into a really dangerous situation that wasn't to the extent of an explosion per se but it was oh I've got an example I've got an example okay I've got an example so last year I was meant to go to Croatia okay I was meant to go to Croatia around October time with a bunch of friends and uh, there was something that was feeling off about it, but I just kept being like, no, no, it's fine. And one of my really good friends, she was, so I was meant to go with two guy friends and they had to pull out, that was fine. So I was going to go with my other girlfriend and her husband. There was something that just felt mm, about it. And I and they were really like, and nothing against them. They were very like, we need to book this in. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I just kept being like, oh, like I just, I felt this resistance, but I was kind of being persuaded. My fault, I could have pulled out anytime, not their fault. I was kind of being persuaded so I just like booked, ran with it, whatever. That's fine. Still was like, I don't know. Anyway, then there they announced there's a new lockdown. So we were out of lockdown at the time that we booked it and they announced we're going into lockdown. So what was going to have to happen is that when I came back from Croatia, I was going to have to quarantine for two weeks in my home. And they were actually knuckling down with like sending police over. And I was very fragile and sensitive at this point in October where like two weeks of lockdown would just break me um so I was like I cannot go I cannot go if I'm in two weeks of lockdown you have a husband so you have someone in your house that's fine I cannot go so I was umming and ahhing about whether I I think this is what happened I was umming and ahhing maybe I'm missing some tiny details but the majority of it and even if this is not the exact thing what happened it's a good example for you guys I was umming and ahhing about pulling out and I finally made the call I'm gonna pull out um luckily enough we were actually able to get our money back and everything so I think I only lost like $500 $500 or something like that for like the booking fee from Airbnb with my friend but I covered that because I chose to pull out they were still going because they were happy to do the quarantine so I pulled out and I felt better about it but obviously I was like oh, FOMO right like I want to be in Croatia it looks so beautiful I've never been before and now I won't never know when I'll be able to go right because fucking flying and Vs and x y and z anyway so um so what was I saying so I didn't go and then soon sure enough people go to Croatia, blah, blah, blah. There is a huge breakout of COVID. And, um, now not that I'm scared of that, but just like, you know, you don't want to get it and you just don't know whether something, you never know whether you're that person that actually could get really, really sick. You don't know whether there was going to be all this stress about the borders closing. Um, and I, oh yeah, I actually think what happened was they announced, oh my God, yes, this is what happened. So this is what happened. Okay. So my friends went to Croatia. Everything was still seeming fine at this point. And I was like, this is so weird. Everything's fine. I could have gone. Well, lo and behold, whilst they're in Croatia, there is an announcement that, um, that if you fly after this date back to London, you'll have to do two weeks quarantine. So everyone, all of a sudden is scrambling to get a flight back to London and it's chaos. And I would have had to be in that. Fuck that. The stress of that is just would have been too much for me to handle plus i actually knew a family friend that was in croatia and she got her drink spiked and it became, and it was actually quite a common issue at that time in croatia where a lot of people were getting their drinks spiked and getting violently violently ill not just like drink spiked with like you know a bit of bit of something i don't even know drugs a bit of something and like oh you know you don't remember the night it was like violently vomiting and super ill going to the hospital kind of like poison um Anyway, and I remember thinking, oh my god, that was like that was the reason, like that must have been the reason. Like one, I would have been that shit show and two, something bad could have happened. Like I don't know whether that could have happened to me. I could have been lucky and been fine or it could have happened to me. Um you just don't know. And so that was that was like a moment where for like a week or two, um I was like why the fuck did I cancel this? It could have been so much fun, blah blah blah. And then I found the reason out so it might be two weeks where you find until you find the reason out it could be two years you may never find the reason out right like I if I didn't have a family friend there I would not have known that there was this big drink spiking issue where all these people were in hospital with like being poisoned or whatever I probably wouldn't have have known that I don't watch the news it was just that my family friend was there her mom is best friends with my mom so mom told me blah 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 anyway that could have been an example where I would never have known the reason but i could have been a lot, I would have been a lot safer by not going. So not knowing the reason is part of the surrender process, if that makes sense. And being okay with not knowing why is a part of faith and surrender, which is hard for your ego, but a really good practice to be embodying. Um, so I guess the question that I'm going to get as like a follow-up is like, um, oh wait, what was the question that I was just thinking about? Oh yeah. Someone might ask, but like if you have a strong intuition, you wouldn't have gotten yourself in a situation like that if you were in Croatia. Like your drink would have been, would not have been spiked, or like you know you might not have had your drink spiked. So like that's kind of a an assumption that if you were there, you you know you could have had that happen. So now that you're safe, it's like you're making it's like your head is validating what you want to believe is true. Um, is actually a theory, and it's called um, I can't think of the theory, but it's a theory where basically. People claim that your intuition isn't your intuition. It's like you trying to add lo- add reason to something happening. Anyway, I don't I, – that is, I guess, a bit of a truth, but also like whatever. I'm not going to talk about that. So, I mean, I don't know where that could have happened, and you're right. Like I definitely probably would have used my intuition to not get into that situation, but I also – you have to remember that there's free will. Sometimes you will get into sticky situations. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes – things are out of your control, even if you have a strong intuition. Um, So again, that might not have happened to me. In fact, I don't think that would have happened to me because again, I'm pretty fucking smart with what I do when I'm out and I have a very strong intuition. And I'm okay with also not knowing the reason why I didn't go to Croatia, if that makes sense. And that's, that's the lesson that I want you guys to take away that like, You don't need to know the reason why but like your life isn't going to be any less worse because you didn't go on one week to Croatia like I'm pretty fucking happy right now and it doesn't keep me up at night the fact that I didn't go to Croatia I'll go when I get to go um so hopefully that helps and I know one of the other questions also um was about like what if people think that you're weird because you're like woo woo or because you do witchy things x y and z that's just a them thing you can ask them again it's about that respect like I've got you know um like loved ones um that took a while to get used to it and in the beginning they would kind of joke about it or make fun of me and I had to say to him like I know that you're not meaning this in a bad way and that you actually find it really interesting but like can you just stop joking about it because it's actually like kind of annoying um and he was like oh I actually wasn't meaning to make fun of you I just like I feel weird about it because I don't know anything about it um so I joke about it as like a defense mechanism and I'm like yeah I know that's fine but like stop doing it um which she was fine with and a lot of people actually where a lot of people in my life have um, become very interested in it or would be like oh can you like help me manifest something or like how do I manifest something because they've seen what's worked for me so that's happened to like the most you know vanilla basic classic of dudes that are like investment bankers and then they like see all the things or whatever or they realize when I'm with them like oh this manifesting shit actually really fucking works because look what's look what happens when I'm with you you should go back, listen to the episodes from the Switzerland trip, that kind of stuff. Then they're like, oh, okay. Can you teach me a little bit of stuff? Um, the most important thing is that you stay true to you and that you stay embodied in you. And if it makes somebody else uncomfortable, that's a you thing, not a them thing. And again, don't change yourself to suit somebody else's story, right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to leave it there and I'm going to jump on Instagram live in a second, actually do a full moon spell with you guys, which I haven't done for like nearly a year. I'm like, how has a year gone by? I like, I remember doing the last one clear as day. So wild. Anyway, I hope that you all have a lovely day. Um, like I said in the episode, Join the behind-the-scenes bubble if you would like to. Magic, money, and manifestation is about money and manifesting. Witch Room Wisdom is about all the witchiness stuff when it comes to manifesting, casting spells, you using tarot decks, understanding your intuition, training. I actually have like a video of like training your intuition, um, all that kind of stuff is in there using pendulums, using oracle cards, bath rituals. All the things so you can look at that if you want to it's all self-paced um and it's very in-depth and there is literally a little bit of or actually a lot of everything in there so and you get to see a little bit of baby monica which is always kind of nice because then you see how far i've come and you're like oh inspo and lastly i want to tell you guys that next week on the episode on, po- on the episode on the podcast i'm going to be talking about the stress of being not enough of a man if you are a woman you are going to have your mind blown and your eyes are going to be opened by this episode. So I highly recommend that you listen to it for some greater awareness and some um, around men and just like your relationship with them. And then I would also recommend obviously sending it to your partners and for any men listening, obviously listen to next week's episode. Also my program, The Man is open and we've already had a bunch of spaces snatched up. So if you know that you would like to join that program, it is for men only. It is like my queen alchemy for men. Um, I'd recommend you sending me an email or a message, you can jump in that container. It is going to be so fucking powerful. And I actually do not know when I'll do it again. I do not know whether they will be one-on-ones included like there is now or how live the program will be. Cause right now it's majority live. Um, the next round also will double in price. I can tell you that much right now. So if you would like to jump in this round, I would highly recommend it. Send me any questions and I will see you guys next week.